Good morning, Sheriff. Jack, it's been a hot minute since I've seen you. How have you been? Well, have you ever been sitting in a bar stool and leaned back, almost fell, but caught yourself at the last minute? Yes, I've been there a time or two. Life's been like that for me for some time now, Sheriff, which is precisely why I'm here. Listen, Jack, if this is about the Carnival Strumoff, I just don't think I'm the man you want to risk your fortune on. That's what she said you'd say. Pardon? Sheriff, do you believe in heaven and hell? That's an unexpected segue, Jack. Have you noticed that things around Alabaster Flats have settled a bit since your arrival? If you mean there are fewer people and events where my life is on the line, yes, I have noticed. You're a good man, Sheriff. I'd go as far as to say you are the Sheriff Alabaster Flats has needed for a long time. Jack, you're being very existential. What's up? <laughs> existential. That's good. On the mark, in fact. Sheriff, I'm going to be honest with you, and please understand this. I'm a gambler. Honesty is more important to me than gold. I'm listening. If I told you that this was part of your redemption, would you believe me? No. I don't deserve redemption for what happened. Yeah. She said you'd feel that way. Okay, Jack, I've had about enough of this innuendo and side talk. Sheriff, I'm not asking for a favor. I'm putting my salvation in your hands. This isn't about land or money or winning for that matter. Then what's it about, Jack? Forgiveness. Simple as that. I'm sorry, Jack. I didn't mean to snap at you. Ever since we got back from the Brotherhood, things have felt... Slightly off-kilter? Yes. I can't put my finger on it. It's like the whole town is holding its breath, waiting for... something. Yeah. It gets like that just before the carnival arrives. Jack... I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not saying no, either. Fair enough. Besides, the guitar is missing three strings, you know. Yeah. Curious thing, isn't it? I have a feeling those strings want to find you as much as you want to find them. You've been writing a song, haven't you? Who are you, Jack? <laughs> I'm a lost boy, Sheriff. But I think you already knew that. But Whiskers, how could you defile such a nice lady in that way? And, at the risk of you repeating the details, why would you share it with me so graphically and frequently? Oh, Wyatt, Gladys may be a nice lady to the boys, but behind closed doors she's an acrobat, a magician, and a woman with very strong arms all rolled into one feisty package. Sheriff, can we arrest Whiskers for vulgarity, please? Morning, Wyatt. Whiskers. Jack and I were just discussing the upcoming carnival. Two weeks away, Sheriff. It'll be the best day of your life. There'll be sights you'll never see anywhere else. You'll taste delicacies that'll put hair on your eyeballs. And you will be a witness to amazing feats of gravity-defying acrobatics like nowhere else this side of the Pecos. Oh, and I highly recommend the candy apples. I can't eat those. They make my teeth so sticky I can't open my mouth. Remind me to buy you 15, then. Sheriff, think on our arrangement, will you? I will, Jack. Promise. Good day, gentlemen. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you, you scoundrel? I'm sorry. Don't mind him. 
He's still scarred by the fact that his surrogate mother and I rattled a few cupboards. Whiskers, you're going to force me to plunge my face into a trough of holy water just to erase these pictures that keep playing through my head like some sort of pornographic kaleidoscope. We'll talk tonight, Jack. I'll meet you at the short stick around seven. I'll be there, Sheriff. Good day, gentlemen. Sheriff, I just don't know why you don't arrest that man simply for his clearly nefarious behavior. Why? what is your beef with Lyconic Jack? He's never been mean to you, that I know of, and he's actually been nice to me from the first time I met him. It all started at 3.01 p.m. Sheriff, you may want to sit down for this. What? Why? What's happening? Origin story, by the looks of it. I'd say you're about to discover a few truths you won't be able to unhear. It was a quiet, unassuming Thursday afternoon. The local deputy, that's me, was just about to start his rounds in search of dastardly doings. I thought you were headed to Morgan's Mercantile for some sweet potatoes and hardtack for your mother. In fact, there is no duty of greater importance than that of caring for one's mother. I stopped for just a moment to witness the engineering marvel of the 315 Conestoga. He's always had a thing for wheels. And then somehow, mysteriously, unexplainably, and without reason. I'd like to point out that early versions of this story took about 60 seconds to tell. I suddenly found myself beneath the wheels of the 315 Conestoga, where I was dragged for several thousand feet before the wooden beasts came to a stop that left me within an inch of my life. And that's when I saw him, strutting his way out of the death machine like Lucifer himself. Wait, are you talking about Lyconic Jack? Indeed, the fallen angel himself. He's the one who was driving the 315 Conestoga that fateful day. Well, that's news to me. I always figured Jack for just a shyster, the sort of fellow who'd play dirty against his own mother, but never a homicidal stagecoach driver. Wyatt, are you sure it was Lyconic Jack who was driving the stagecoach? I'm about as sure of that as I am the Tooth Fairy. Do you want to take this one, Sheriff, or would it be better to just let this freak show run its course? Wyatt, I'm not sure how to tell you this, but the Tooth Fairy isn't real. What? Then who takes the teeth I leave under my pillow and leaves behind two bits which I lovingly place inside of a mason jar I've kept hidden beneath the floorboards of my bedroom since I was e out of a grasshopper? Well, I'm guessing that was most likely your mother. My mommy is the Tooth Fairy. I knew I had magical powers. I can't wait to tell Sophia. Hey, we can fly around the world together, collecting the teeth of children, leaving them coins beneath their pillows. Well, Sheriff, your attempt to shatter that boy's dreams didn't work this time. What? I wasn't... No need to explain yourself, Sheriff. I'm sure you'll have plenty of chances to ruin Christmas for him in the coming months. In the meantime, I have to drop by the mercantile and make sure the snakes I hid in Morgan's office are still alive. Whiskers, before you go, I wanted to ask your opinion on something. Is it about your regaling us with your crooning at the carnival strum-off? Yes. I don't know if I can, Whiskers. It's complicated. I haven't sung since my wife passed, and the thought... Well, then don't do it. What? Didn't see anyone twisting your arm. Jack's not the kind of fellow to hold a gun to your head, so why are you being a baby about it? I'm not being a... Sheriff, most men get one or two chances in their whole life to make a difference in another man's life. 
I'm sure yours will come around again. In the meantime, I suggest you learn the art of camouflage so you can hide your shame. Come on now, Whiskers. It's not as simple as picking up a guitar and singing. Oh? Is there some other mystical step I'm missing when it comes to strumming a guitar and making lyrical noises with your mouth? No, but this just isn't... Isn't just what, Sheriff? Isn't just you being selfish? What? No. Isn't just you pining over a memory? It's not that, it's... Isn't just you punishing yourself for a past you can't change while ignoring the future you can. Wow. That wasn't what I expected. My point is, Sheriff, that sometimes the hardest decisions you'll ever make in your life really have nothing to do with your life. Maybe you ought to take a walk, Sheriff. Get some fresh air. Clear your head a little. I think I might just do that. Whiskers, thank you. My pleasure, Sheriff. I'll be seeing you. Welcome to Season 2 of Alabaster Flats. In case you just joined us, may I suggest you go on back to Season 1 and listen to those first 10 episodes. They'll do you a lot of good and give you a chance to get to know all the good folks who call Alabaster Flats their home. Now, if and you don't wanna, well, I reckon that's okay. But don't go blaming us if and you don't understand who's who, what's what, and what all the inside jokes are about. Alrighty, this is episode one of season two. And this one is a humdinger. Boy, howdy do we have a story to tell you and yours. Let me see who's starting this here episode. You got Tristan Miller playing Sheriff Patrick Henley and Deputy Wyatt Chirp. Then there's Isabel Miller playing the delightful Sophia Church. Next, there's that varmint A.W. Miller playing the roles of Whiskers, Kasanji, Winthrop Morgan, Laconic Jack, and Obadiah. And we've brought our good friend Craig Hart back to play a brand new character for this here season. He's playing the role of L.T. Abaddon, also known as the Ringmaster. Y'all settle in real nice, grab yourself your favorite beverage, Feast your ears on this. Good morning, Sheriff. Morning, Sheriff. Care for a warm roll, fresh baked? No, thank you, Miss Marco. Oh, hello, Sheriff. Hello, Obadiah. How's the play coming along? Oh, it's going very well. I have decided to make it a one-man show for the carnival. Well, that's ambitious. Have you ever performed for a live audience? In my younger days, yes. I traveled with a troupe of performers along the East Coast. Obadiah, can I get your honest opinion about something? Sure thing, Sheriff. If the last time you did a show before an audience, something awful happened, something so tragic that it changed your life forever, would you get up on stage again? Isn't that what theater is every time anyway? What do you mean? Every show of every play is a slice of life for the audience to witness the birth-to-death journey of the characters, even if all they ever see is a single moment of those characters' lives. That is unexpectedly deep. I once played the role of Banquo in Macbeth. Every night I was betrayed by my best friend. Every night I died. 
One night, just before the curtain opened, I got word that my brother had been killed in a train robbery. Obadiah, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. I imagine your understudy took your place. Oh no, I went on. I played bankball with everything I am, and again I was betrayed, and again I died. How did you do it? Well, because my brother's death didn't have to be mine. Oh. I hope you'll get to see my one-man show, Sheriff. I'm headed to the mercantile now to pick up fabric for my costume. All right. Bye, Obadiah. Thanks for the advice. You are very welcome, Sheriff. Well, howdy, stranger. Why the long face? Morning, Miss Sophia. Just a lot to think about. You're worried about Wyatt? I've already broken the news to him that we are not fairy folk who collect children's teeth and leave money under their pillows. No, it's about the carnival. Ah, yes. Strum off and your return to stardom. I don't know about stardom. I don't want to let Jack down, but I'm not sure I can get up there and play after what happened last time. Sheriff, did you know that the Short Stick Saloon used to belong to my father? I did not. And you probably also didn't know that that's not the original short stick. What happened? Burned down. My father lost his entire life savings. All of our family heirlooms. He and my mother lived above the saloon before they had us. So, he rebuilt the saloon and started over? I don't know. He fell into some hard times. Started gambling, drinking. Probably would have started carousing with other women if my mother hadn't stopped him. She said to him, Nathaniel Leonidas Chirp, you can't change what happened by moping around town throwing our money into an ante every night. And by God, if I see you talking to that floozy Hattie Nevels again, I'll clout you so hard you'll think there's a thunderstorm in your head. Now, you ain't the first man who lost everything. Do you think Adam said, well, shucks, we'll never get paradise back, let's call it quits? No. He and the rest of us been trying to rebuild it ever since. So you can keep wallowing. Or you can do something about getting back to your paradise. Your mom's a smart woman. Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Thanks, Sophia. Welcome, Sheriff. You coming by for lunch? No, I think I'm going to keep walking for a while. You've given me more to think about. All right, Sheriff. I'll see you around. Sheriff Henley. Just the man I needed to see. Are you aware that there is a snake infestation in this town? Morning, Winthrop. No, I did not. Could be the weather. Could have been a cave-in at the mines. These things are difficult to pinpoint an actual cause. But I was hoping you and, uh, well, perhaps just you could help me clear them out. Still can't be in the same room as Wyatt? <laughs> oh, it's not that. I'm sure you have other, far more important duties for the deputy to attend to than my minor inconveniences. Winthrop, if you were me, and the last time you performed before a crowd, your whole life changed, and you lost the woman you loved, would you ever perform again? Sheriff, if I were you, I would never have gotten up on the stage in the first place. What do you mean? Oh, Sheriff, let's be honest with each other for once. I am not a coward, but I certainly don't have your courage. You've brought a new life to this town, Sheriff. Why, as a matter of fact, despite the snakes and rats eating the toes off my socks and the random appearances of human feces on my office chair, 
things are looking much better here in Alabaster Flats. That is largely due to you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Winthrop. Sheriff, don't let that blowhard whiskers corrupt your thinking about me. I am a man with a refined sense of scruples, and I know a good man when I see one. Thank you, Winthrop. Oh, Sheriff, hold up a minute. A package arrived for you late yesterday evening. Let me fetch it. Here you are, Sheriff. It's purple. An interesting choice for a package. It's one of the more costly options, difficult to open without evidence, and it changes color if you try to steam it open as well. Speaking from experience, Winthrop? <laughs> as both the post office and the town's primary resource for crucial supplies, there have been a few occasions when I had to play Pinkerton and investigate peculiar packages. Yours was not one of those cases, Sheriff. I see. Well... Thank you for the advice, Winthrop. I'll see you later. Sheriff, aren't you going to open it? Eventually. Right now, I think I'm on sort of a walkabout. Perhaps opening the parcel would enlighten you on this walkabout. <laughs> it can wait. I think there's one more person I'm supposed to see today. Oh, boy. <laughs> Emmy, I need your help. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm in a bit of a pickle, and I could really use a sign or something from you. I figured coming all the way out here, way outside of town, maybe, somehow, some way, you might show up. I know, that's kind of dumb of me to think it, it's just... I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Here I am, looking down on this town I'm supposed to protect, and all I can think about is how I fail to protect you. When you look at it from up here, it sort of looks like a squashed kidney bean. Gah! You really shouldn't sneak up on people like that. Didn't sneak at all. Walked up here just like you did. Well, you did it without making a sound. Or perhaps you just weren't here while I did. Otherwise, you would have heard me cursing about the clump of briars trying to lodge themselves into my nether region. You're right. It does look like a squash kidney bean. Did she answer you? Who? The woman you were calling out to. Emmy. Oh, no, I wasn't calling out to. I was... I was just thinking out loud. Hmm. You're a terrible liar, Sheriff. Yeah, I've heard that a time or two. Have we met before? Yes. Many times. Here, mostly... But once in a while, other places. And at least once we'll be in your home with your son and daughter. But that is yet to be decided. What did you just say? Time is like a handful of water, Sheriff. If you keep trying to stop it from running through your fingers, you will eventually lose all of it. However, if you put the water into a container, then you can use the water however you wish. It's 
not really that simple. Of course it is. That is why you struggle with your past. You are still trying to hold on to it while it runs through your fingers. You're the shaman, aren't you? I am many things to many people. You gave me the mountain lion, Paul. See, I keep it for good luck. What? You keep a dead animal's desiccated paw in your pocket? I... Well, it seemed... <laughs> I'm only joshing with you, Sheriff. If you could have seen your face. I... Uh... Relax, Sheriff. You should know, though, that the paw is not meant to bring you luck. It is a reminder. A reminder of what? Of your pride and grace in the face of great adversity. Oh, I guess I didn't... Sheriff, you are about to face the greatest adversity of your life. Really? I think watching my wife die while I was plucking guitar strings beats. Shut up and listen to my words instead of crying about your dead wife. Listen, mister, I don't know who you... The town hasn't forgotten you, Patrick Ulysses Henley. It has been watching you, studying you, preparing to do battle with you. What the hell are you talking about? Your predecessors didn't listen to me either. They heard me talking, but they did not listen to my words. I had hopes that you were different. Wait, I'm... I'm not really in the best frame of mind right now. I have to make a decision. About whether singing at the carnival would betray your wife's spirit. Yes, how did you... I will tell you what I told all the others before you, Sheriff. This town is not like any other place. Some men believe it is heaven. Others know it to be hell. But Alabaster Flats is neither. You surprised it. Perhaps even frightened it a bit. But its dormancy is near an end. And like the others before you, you will die trying to reason with it. You're talking about the events, right? The crazy happenings that started when I got here, and then just stopped suddenly? Maybe it is more like an empty wineskin. What? The shape of the town. Oh, I guess it kind of does. Listen with your whole self, Sheriff, and you will hear her answer. Hey, where did he go? Shaman? How did he do that? Sheriff. Sheriff Henley, are you up here? I'm over here, Wyatt. I have been looking all over town for you, Sheriff. Hey, what's this? Oh, it's just a package or something. I must have dropped it. You gonna open it? In a little bit, yes. Why were you looking for me, Wyatt? Is something wrong? Ringmaster's here. He's asking for you. Who? The Ringmaster. Goes by the name of L.T. Abaddon. He's the feller who runs the carnival. He's come ahead of the caravan and wants to talk to you about setting up the tents, if he can hire locals for labor, whether or not you'd mind if he wanted to hire your deputy to provide overnight security at a rather handsome rate of pay, which will allow the aforementioned deputy to finally buy him a mahogany cabinet for his dolls. Okay, slow down, Wyatt. Where's this ringmaster now? At the mercantile. He's buying up all sorts of supplies. I don't think I've ever seen Mr. Morgan smiling so much. I'll bet. I need to talk to Jack first. 
Head back to town and tell Mr. Abaddon I'll meet him at the short stick around 7.30 tonight. Ain't you gonna open your present first? It's not a present, Wyatt. It's just a small package. Probably one of those boxes of, In a pretty purple package like that and smells like a lady? Hmm. You're right. That smell reminds me of... Can I have the wrapping paper? Sure, Wyatt. Here. Oh. Is there a secret decoder ring inside that will unlock the mysteries of the hieroglyphs in Egypt? No. It's a letter from wise and mesmer attorneys at law, and... Lawyers? Are you in some kind of trouble, Sheriff? On the contrary, Wyatt. They're the fellows who handed my wife's estate after her death. I don't know how they found me. The letter reads, Dear Mr. Henley, Our records indicate that upon sale of your property, blah, 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 recovered items from beneath your bedroom floor, blah, blah, please see enclosed note from the deceased. Note? Hmm, there's no note in here, Sheriff, but there is a music box, a coin purse, and... Oh, is that a... Yes, it's a guitar string. From Emmy. Oh, boy. Evening, Sheriff. Buy you a drink? Good evening, Jack. Yes, a double if you don't mind. Oh? One of those days? You might say that. Thank you, Kasanji. Oi! Just leave the bottle if you don't mind. He is asking if you're certain. I am. By the looks of you, Sheriff, I'd say you've seen a ghost. Or you've eaten one of Winthrop's bargain sandwiches. Jack, how did you get that letter from my wife? Ah, mind if I share the bottle with you? Be my guest, but answer my question first. Sheriff, I'm not going to lie to you. I intercepted a package sent to you two weeks ago. After I saw the contents and read the letter... Well, I knew you were the best chance I had at winning the strum off. So you stole... Sheriff, I don't have a lot of time left. What I did was wrong. I'll admit that. But I'm a desperate man. This is the most dangerous gamble of my life, and it's likely going to be my last. Makes taking unnecessary chances a little too risky for my tastes. You saw what was in the package? I take it. So have you. I'll do it. Oh, Sheriff, I... I think deep down you're a good man, Jack. I don't know what you've gotten yourself into, but I think me playing guitar may be getting the both of us out of a deal with the devil. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Your greatest wishes are about to come true. Oh, boy. I'll be tarred and feathered. That was a mighty good kickoff to season two. And what about that there cliffhanger at the end? I don't know about you folks, but I can't wait for the next episode. Who is the ringmaster? Will Pat find the other two strings before the strum off? Will Wyatt earn enough money to buy himself that doll cabinet? Guess we'll just have to wait until next time. Y'all come back now. You hear? Please take a moment to visit our sponsors. HappyHeartsDesigns.com DramedyActing.com and TesseraProductions.com This show is a fictitious story. Any resemblance to real persons or other real-life entities is purely coincidental.
All characters and other entities appearing in this are fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons, dead or alive, or other real-life entities, past or present, is purely coincidental. Copyright 2020, Tessera Productions.